I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 99 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just got off work, so I'm chilling in bed before dinner tonight, and I'm going to Chili's. Nice. What are you going to get? I don't know. Either the burger or the chicken strips or I don't know. I had a really good burger the other day. I was at this new restaurant at Downtown Disney and they had this like a pizza burger where they put like fried mozzarella, marinara, parmesan, and it was really good. That sounds good. Yeah. I would recommend it to all my friends. But yeah, how are you doing? I'm okay. So in the process of moving all my shit, which is annoying, but... Whatever, just got to get through it. Hopefully next month will be better. I hope so. Do you have help? I mean, I, my dad's coming to help with furniture in a couple of weeks, but beyond that, I'm just sort of taking over a couple boxes at a time. Oh, well, I'm glad that he's coming up and helping. You know, if I were there, I'd carry all the boxes for you. <laughs> Thank you. Anytime. Oh, you met a new baby. I did. Yes. Uh, our our good buddy Araj over the Sith list has a son now. Little Malik. He's yes. adorable. Yes. I saw him yesterday. Didn't get to hold him, but I saw him. Like I was telling Emily earlier, I've never held a small child before. That's so bizarre. I know. And it's so funny because I'm so interested in like the and like pregnancy and like childbirth and all that shit like very fascinated like I would ask Lorena so many fucking questions I probably annoyed her so much but nah I don't know but yeah I just have never I don't know I think I'm like afraid of children but like I like babies I'm not crazy about children but I like babies yeah usually for me it's like the smaller the child the more terrifying it is like, it was funny. Like, I was in there yesterday, and, like, the nurse was, like, talking to them, and the nurse was doing the thing where, like, the, they're getting the footprint thing, and, like, she's just, like, tossing him back and forth with the Raj like a fucking football. <laughs> and I'm like, it's so little. He's so little. But 
Nah, he was great. Healthy. Seven pounds. I'm mad, though, because we all had a bet to see who, uh, or when he would come. And, of course, Carlos won. So he was rubbing that in everyone's faces. <laughs> and he was really close with, like, the weight, too. He got the day right. He got the weight almost right. Like, I need to take him to Vegas so he can win us some money. Like, there I want to go on more vacations. Like, I want to go to Hawaii. Uh, what else do I want to do? I want to do a lot. Like, I need to bring him to Vegas. But yeah. New but baby. anyway, congratulations to Araj and Lorena. Yeah. Congrats. I love I love them. I love Malik already. Aww. Can't wait to watch him grow up. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the things I've destroyed. Okay. So, okay. Let's see. You ruined Spider-Man for me. You made Chris Fresh cry. Um, is there anything else that you fucked up this week? Not yet, but I can start now. It's Monday. Okay, well, we're going to save... Look, look. Brittany spoiled the ending of the new Spider-Man for me. But we're going to wait to talk about that until the end. Like, the very end. Because that way, you know, we won't spoil it for anybody else. It's clickbait, guys. If you want to... <laughs> Listen to clickbait. Go to the very end of the episode. Anyway, let's see. We apparently owe Chris Fresh an apology, but really, I think that's your fault. Yeah, Chris. And that you said he was scary, which he interpreted as him being a monster, which is definitely not what we said. Not at all. Like, I, I made a joke saying that I'm afraid to talk to people. And then it turned into I was scared of Chris Fresh, and I can confirm that I am not afraid of Chris Fresh. <laughs> By the Chris Fresh uh, Geek Dudes podcast and the Hey Hey It's a Podcast, hilarious, very funny. Check out Geek Dudes. Hey Hey It's a Podcast. I'm even and I love it. I'm going to say it's a little bit niche, but Geek Dudes awesome, filthy but awesome. Oh, and also. So I've been going back because I just started listening to them a few months ago, maybe like six months ago. So I've been going back and listening to their older episodes and mm -hmm. maybe I've been listening to too many of them because I might have had a sex dream about one of the Geek Dudes hosts. And I'm not going to say which one because they're all in committed relationships. But yeah, totally did. It's okay, Emily. Like sex <laughs> dreams are totally normal. Like I have oh, them yeah. all the time. It was just like, I, I I did wake up that morning and go, I need to listen to some other podcasts, like, mixed in here. Because, like, five episodes of Geek Dudes a day, not not helping anybody. I mean, it's helping you, but, like, not, <laughs> <laughs> not in mean, the ways that you I wanted mean, it to help. wasn't, well, I mean, it, I didn't say it was, like, a good sex dream. Oh. Yeah, I've had those, too. Those are, like, you wake up and you're like, ugh. I need to, like, cleanse my brain. <laughs> like, why am I dreaming about mediocre sex? Yeah. I can go on about this, but I would go way past the explicit uh, mark on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we, we've done that plenty of times. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Chris Fresh, you're not a monster. No, you're not. No matter what the show notes say. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, let's see what else happened. Oh, you finally actually watched The Shining, and you watched The Shining this time and not The Sixth Sense. Like last yeah. time you told me you watched The Shining. Yeah, my favorite was, you, you know, I, I was talking about on Twitter that I was watching The Shining, and someone commented, oh, you know she feels bad when she's actually watching something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Jesse. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I... Uh, what was it? I think it was uh, Thursday night or something because I didn't do anything on 4th of July because I was going to go hang out with Carlos uh, for his little 4th of July shindig, but I wanted to wait to go up there because I'm like, maybe Lorena will have Malik and I was right. Thank God. Uh, but yeah, I, I I saw that you were watching The Shining because I guess you'd like to do that for fun. You weirdo. And... God, it's a fucking awesome movie. It's stressful. <laughs> and Jack, okay, no, I'm not going to get into Jack yet. But, oh, I'm not getting into, no. But, yeah, I just, you know, I wasn't doing anything. And I'm like, I should probably watch it. Because I've already watched the whole season of Stranger Things, which is really good. Please watch it. Where are you right now on Stranger Things? Episode 5. So, do you want to spell that for me, too? Tell me how it no. ends. Tell me about the post-credit okay. sequence. I didn't. No, I'm not. I'm. We're not going to get to the clickbait yet because I've actually gotten some questions about it. I've, had, I, I've actually had to share my side of the story on this. I'm not. I'm having to go on YouTube and doing my own my side of the story. Th- no, but that's fine. But there are people who also back me up who know how it went down. And who? Okay, but never mind. We'll get to it at the end. And yeah, who also spoils the shining for me. <laughs> But no, I mean, um, The Shining. Um, Jack's a dick. Uh, yes. Wife come, wife coming over, being like, "Do you want a sandwich?" And he's like, "Fuck you! Get out of here!" Like, that's God. Like, I don't know if he was a dick before. Like, the hotel like fucked with well, his brain. He did break his son's arm. Oh yeah, that happened. And is but- like beat up a student and is an alcoholic. he's just a scary dude and then it's like he was just trusted to just like watch over this hotel during like the off season like what kind of job is that i mean is that like an actual job i mean caretaking is a job i don't know if it's usually like one dude staying up in a hotel with his family for you know five months but people do you know look after properties for people yeah, and then, like, I, I was interested in the whole, like, you know, the kid had The Shining, and the dude's like, oh, yeah, The Shining is, you know, when you can kind of tell things are going to happen, or, like, read minds or shit, and who thinks of that? Like, that's just crazy. And then, like, the kid had, I, I forgot what the the finger, the, the finger was named. Tony. Tony, that's what it was. Yeah, like... I want to know more about Tony. Like, what's Tony doing? Like, of course, like, this movie ends, like, how it ends. Like, you know, that they seemingly escape or something and Jack's, like, dead in the snow, which I finally get the reference to that gif. Because I've seen that gif for so long of him, like, frozen. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's what happens. He just freezes to death. 
But okay, I have I have one big question, and I've talked to you about this, and I I wanted to wait till we got here. Uh-huh. Okay, so he's tearing open the door with mm-hmm. the with the hammer or the the axe, and he looks inside and says, "Here's Johnny." Who's Johnny? You're so young. That's my takeaway from the movie. Who the fuck is Johnny? You're so young. And like, it it totally makes sense that you don't get this reference. But it's also hilarious to me that you don't get this reference. Because it just, it's something I never thought would, would sort of age out. And that is, this was actually an improvised line from Nicholson. Because they did that door scene. Because Kubrick's insane and awful, and they shot that door scene like a hundred times or something. Yeah, that that sounds but about right. It is okay. You know, you know who Johnny Carson is, who was yeah. the, the the host of the Tonight Show Tonight before Show. before Jay Leno. When when Ed McMahon, who was his like sidekick and the announcer on the show, would in, would do the announcement at the beginning of the show, it was always "Here's Johnny." That's that's all it is. It's not a reference to the plot at all. It's an improvised line referencing the Tonight Show. So what was like Johnny Carson, this like crazy dude that no. wanted to kill? Like it's just like that was his intro. It's a joke because it's like that was like Ed McMahon's like catchphrase. That was every single night on the Tonight Show. I guess that makes sense. And again, it was an improvised line because they shot that scene like dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, I did not know that. I did not look up anything up about this movie. And I didn't even look it up before recording. So like I still like this is still fresh in my brain. Um, I'm trying to think other thoughts. I liked the wife. Like the wife, she was she, she was acting very well. I mean, you can tell that she was fucking terrified. Because usually, you know, in those kind of movies, you can't really tell if, you know, they're afraid or anything because of the bad acting. But yeah, part of it is, and a lot of that is, she's a really great actress. Yeah. The other part is, Stanley Kubrick is an insane, abusive asshole. And basically pretty much drove Shelley Duvall into having a nervous breakdown while filming that movie? Seriously? Yeah. Is there and just it, this whole, like, hidden story of, like, how this, like, movie was made and yeah, how this well, director's an asshole? Yeah, Kubrick, I mean, and I say Kubrick's, I, I think, one of the greatest directors of all time. He was an awful person. Uh, especially to his actresses. It's really interesting, because Jack Nicholson has talked about this, and he's just like, I didn't I didn't even know half this stuff was happening because he was always like really cool with me. And there's these these stories about how, uh, you know, the little kid playing Danny didn't even know he was filming a horror movie, really. And like they did a They went above and beyond to protect him from all of the scary shit. Like most of the time he's just reacting. He's not actually seeing anything. Mm-hmm. But Shelley Duvall, Kubrick basically tortured like he had all these rules like telling telling like nobody on the set to talk to her because he wanted her to feel incredibly isolated he would you know he'd scream at her he like filming scenes over and over and over and over again 
I think it, there's, I forget which scene it is. Uh, I, th- I think it's, it's the, it's the bathroom scene or it's, it's something close to that. It, oh, it might be, it might be the stair scene when she, when she has the bat, but it, it has like the record for the most takes for a single scene. And like, it's like 120 something. Oh, and that's like an, an emotionally and physically demanding scene. And, and it's, it's, it's really, it's pretty terrible. She was like legitimately traumatized by the experience of that movie. It's even more sad that, you know, they sheltered the child and, you know, they did this to her knowing that it would affect the movie. Yeah. Or it would make the movie more believable. Yeah. But I almost think they should have done something with Jack Nicholson too. Not that, you know, he didn't make a, a believable, like, believe me, he did. Like, he, I can't look at Jack Nicholson anymore. He kind of freaks me out. Like, that fucking smile he has. Like, get that away from me. <laughs> well, my guess would be Kubrick knew he could bully Shelley Duvall and knew he couldn't bully Jack Nicholson. What a dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kubrick is a huge asshole. What other movies has he done? Um, like that I that I might okay. Oh, um, I was gonna say that, that I might, might know. know? But... Okay, uh, well, that you might know rather than you might have seen. He did, uh, two thousand one. I've seen that. Space okay, Odyssey. yeah, he did Full yeah. Metal Jacket. He did Clockwork Orange. He did Doctor Strangelove. Oh. He did Lolita. Clockwork Orange. That's what I thought the Red Rum movie was. <laughs> When I heard the kid going, Red Rum, Red Rum, I was like, this is not Clockwork Orange. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's, it's a huge... I don't know what you'd think of a Clockwork Orange. I mean, it's it's good, but it's... uh, It's a lot of hair. it's It's pretty fucked. Yeah, he also did Lolita, he did Spartacus, uh, so earlier stuff that you'd find and heard of, and um, his final one, Eyes Wide Shut, which is maybe actually my favorite of his movies, or at least I think a severely underrated one. Hmm. Bad dude, though. Super bad dude. There's actually, there's a great documentary called room 237 which is about all these bizarre conspiracy theories that people have about the the kubrick version of the shining um because there's this there's always been this persistent and conspiracy theory that i mean okay going along with the whole like the moon landing was fake thing there's a like a sub conspiracy theory within that conspiracy theory that stanley kubrick filmed the moon landing and there's and there's like he's taught the director of this documentary is talking to people who who think that the shining has clues to kubrick like confessing that that's the weirdest shit i think i've ever heard of it's bizarre but i mean the documentary is great there's a couple other like weird things that people get into but they're lengthy to explain but yeah if you're a 
people out there who are Shining fans, watch Room 237. It's, it is a trip. So isn't there like a sequel to this or something? Yes. And it's going to be interesting to see how it works because um, King quite famously did not like the Kubrick version of The Shining because it's very, very different from the book, um, including, yeah, that's including the end and everything. And he wrote a sequel a few years ago called Dr. Sleep, which is about uh, when Danny grows up, there are there's a group of people who are hunting and killing people who have the shining. And Danny is, I think like a, I think a child psychiatrist or a child psychologist. And he gets, he gets sucked back into this whole thing. But I mean, it's very much a sequel to the book and not a sequel to the film. But of course, even though King hated the movie and they did a, I think a TV, either it was like a two-part or maybe it was just a movie, but they did like a one with like one of the dudes from Wings, um, the TV show, not the band. And <laughs> it got that, that hewed much closer to the book. But when you watch the trailer for Dr. Sleep, they pull a ton of imagery from the movie because the movie, the Kubrick movie is the one that everybody knows. And they pull a bunch of imagery from there. They use the music from there. And apparently they've they've made some like adjustments to the story so it'll somehow work as a sequel to the film and a sequel to the book. That's a lot. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm definitely interested in that now. And I still have like so many questions like, you know, that when he's you know at the bar and like there's like a ton of people there and everything that's just like him getting all fucked up and like the illusion or something and then like the end it's that like picture and I guess like he's actually part of it now because he he participated in killing and he went crazy so what he's back in like 1912 or whatever the fuck I mean that's that's one way to look at it the other way is when he is either seeing ghosts or going crazy the guy tells him, you know, you've always been the caretaker here. Hmm. Um, there's, there's, there's lots of ways you can go with that on. And I think I, I'd say definitely in the book, it's like straight out supernatural stuff. I think I, you can almost do a reading of the Kubrick version that's not at all supernatural except for then who lets him out of the freezer. Hmm. But until that moment, it's the only like real like physical reaction that he has. So the other thing is, I mean, you could watch it as Jack's going crazy. And whether he's going crazy, like because of the, the, the you know, the hotel's evil. Yeah, I mean, but that's how I saw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, I think, I, I, I think it's a combination of, you know, the guy primed for that. He's at that point, you know, a, I guess what you would call a dry drunk, you know, an alcoholic who hasn't had actually any treatment, but is white knuckling it, and 
power already has violent tendencies and is now isolated and frustrated. And then there's, you know, ghost there and he is like an open vessel or whatever. You know, a lot of these older movies, you know, require you to think a lot about like the plot and about, you know, how A turned into B or whatever. And it's interesting how not that that's happening that that's not happening now but i mean there's just so many like classic movies like i can't think of anything that's coming out now that's considered to be a classic movie but then again when those movies were coming out were they considered like the shit um i don't from what i don't think the shining did very well trying to remember if that's one because some of some of his stuff like we sort of come around to later the other thing to remember is it's not like every movie coming out then was like this like there's a reason that these movies have survived there's plenty of like horrible stupid shit coming out in the 70s and 80s yeah i mean it's just we don't remember it because it was stupid and nobody watched it anymore. Yeah, I mean, they made a movie where people had sex with cars or whatever, but... Hey, I'm not going to have you besmirch Crash. Cronenberg's a goddamn genius. What was that other one again where it's like they... That other movie that, that you were telling me about, but it was like really weird and I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch it. I need to be reminded not to watch it again. What was it like that there? Like, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to need more to go on than they're weird. What other movies does that director do? Oh, my God. He's done so many. Oh, uh, probably it might have been Videodrome with a chest vagina. Sounds familiar. I was thinking of something what with else? bugs. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Like, Oh, oh, um, that could be, oh. Like having sex with bugs or something? Having sex with bugs? I don't know. Just I thought about bugs and sex and I associated that with the director of Crash. I mean, maybe the fly. Yes! I mean, that's not about sex with bugs. That's just like... That is Jeff Goldblum gets murdered. He makes it to like a teleportation machine, but then there's a fly in the teleportation scene. So he gets merged and slowly turns into a gross fly creature. Is that like a horror movie or is it one of those like romantic comedies? It's 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 pretty romantic. Oh really? I mean Jeff Gold you know it's got Jeff Goldblum. He's he's you know, he's a romantic hero. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but uh I mean I like the shining. I was stressed half the time. Um good movie would i watch it again N- i don't i don't know but i mean would i just casually watch it like be like i'm bored i need to watch a movie no like i don't think that this is my hobby movie but you never know okay we'll see yeah shall we move on to the next news oh yeah when I make like, actual news i mean this was news but now the, that's true. yeah yeah. I guess we could talk about Star Wars on our Star Wars podcast. 
half an hour in. Maybe. Look, guys, I don't want to tell you. There is shit all for Star Wars news, or at least Star Wars news that I actually want to talk about, rather than just like people being annoying on the internet. What are people doing now? Oh, there's the whole. I mean, there's a there's the dude harassing Pablo. I mean, that's nothing new, but this dude was like particularly insistent and crazy. There was the um, the stunt guy who did the Last Jedi video. There was something else. Yeah, I don't know. I'm out of the loop on that one. I hope everyone's okay. I've been busy with children and yeah. Well, okay, so what is this? So Daisy Ridley's in the news for some reason. Uh, you know, she was taught she's been doing some interviews and shit. And one of the things that and Jesus Christ, this is why I've been so tempted to mute Star Wars on Twitter is one of the things she said is that we get the, you know, the film um gives an answer to who's Ray Ray's parents are. Here's the thing, though, is there's so many people taking that to mean that Ray is, you know, quote unquote, somebody as in related to somebody already in canon. It could also just mean we literally find out who her parents are. Like we find out how she got abandoned, what the what the deal was there and her parents are still, you know, drunken. Drunk traders. And I will say this. I don't necessarily trust that Ray's not going to be, quote unquote, somebody. I just don't want her to be because I think it's shitty storytelling, especially at this point. But we find out who Ray's parents are doesn't mean it's, you know, fucking Luke Skywalker. Are we subtweeting Johnny Grosso from Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast from Winners? I mean, look, Johnny's going to be Johnny no matter what. Yeah. But it's not like it's not like it's just Johnny. It's everybody. Everybody jumps on that. Well, I guess. I mean, I feel like definitely Johnny is one of the biggest Rise of Skywalker people that I know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like you're entitled to your own opinions. You know, I just respectfully disagree and I wouldn't be surprised if they Star Wars went the route of that Ray is actually someone, but I don't think that she's a Skywalker. Because part of it is because, like, I don't think it makes sense in the story, and I don't think that looks good. You know, like, why does Ray have to be someone to be special in this story? Like, she doesn't. Yeah, and I, also, yeah, I, I feel like at this point, to tell that story... When you've got all this other shit going on, would would do a disservice both to that story of like how Luke, you know, met somebody and had a kid and abandoned them, and also the story that you still have to tell with everything that's happening now. Yeah, I mean, either way, I don't think that Daisy Ridley should be talking about this on news outlets. Like, I think especially... Well, she was, with, she's asked about it. 
I know, but I mean, like, you're right. Like, there's responses to, you know, these kind of questions. And I, you know, like, every time that Adam Driver is interviewed, every time, you know, Oscar Isaac is interviewed, like, I I don't know, just, uh, I think I'm just tired of hearing of this, to be honest. I think that's why that I been trying to find a reason to resolve this it's just like I I I just want to see the movie like I I don't know Game of Thrones really like fucked up my ability to you know create oh like what's gonna happen here what's gonna happen here I think because like everyone's Game of Thrones theories sucked and <laughs> I'm serious like you know I my parents binged Game of Thrones and I swear to God, like, my mom, I love her to death. She had the worst Game of Thrones theories. Like, she'd text me one day and be like, I think that Drogon's a girl and there's going to be dragon babies. And I'm like, okay, how does that advance the plot? Like, how? I don't know. But I feel like that's destroyed my ability to look at Star Wars and be like, oh, I think this is going to happen. I think this is going to happen. Like, I am just patiently waiting to watch the movie so that can be like, okay, yeah, that's how it happens. Because then everyone comes up with their own theories. And then it's like, we know people who actually know what's happening. And then it's just, it's just so much. And it's like, you don't know what's real. You don't know what's not. And I just want to know what's real. And I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, like, maybe Ray's going to befriend a pony. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> Secret My Little Pony movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just... We've been having the same arguments for like three movies now. It's like, can't can't we have like new things? I think I'm just ready for this trilogy to be over, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. Like I've I love these movies, and you know because of these movies, I've made so many friends. You know, yada yada yada. All the wonderful things that have come from, or come, <laughs> came from, you know, this trilogy. I just, I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready to move on to the next wonderful piece of Star Wars material. I am not ready to say goodbye to watching these characters. I'm ready to say goodbye to the quote unquote discourse around it. Basically, I want uh, your Snoke theory sucks sticker, but it's just your fucking everything theory sucks. And you suck, and I hate you. Can you make that sticker for me, Steel? It's a little bit wordy. Maybe you can punch it up a bit. I, I really like that. Like, I... <laughs> no, like, I, I agree with that. Like, I'm just so done with, like, hearing theories or, like, this and that. Like... I used to watch all those like Star Wars videos of like, oh, what would happen if this happened? And I'm just like, I'm done with that. Like, I just want to see what happens. Yeah. And look, we know people who have lots of like interesting and insightful things to say about stars. Like, I'm always happy to hear what King Tom is thinking. I'm happy to hear a lot. Of, but there's like, it's all this shit that gets like retweeted into my fucking timeline. That just makes me tired. 
maybe we should just be like hogs and like follow all these like cute animal video twitter accounts and just retweet a bunch of animals so that our feed is just full of like these cute little like mountain lion kittens or something so that we can like stop being annoyed by like fan theories or something <laughs> or just annoyed in general yeah i didn't even know that shit with pablo was even happening like that oh my god it was fucking insane i thought i love pablo so goddamn much yeah ah he's the he's- best he's a good dude Basically, what happened with Pablo, there was some, like, first of all, this dude tweeted at him with, like, a what a Twitter thread where when I saw it, it was, like, you know, like, tweet 22 of, t- like, God knows how long. But he was, like, because Pablo was, like, dude, I, I'm not, this is, none of this is my thing, you know? Like, I didn't create, like, what are you yelling at me for? Because, you know, there's this whole weird thing with Pablo where people have decided that he's in charge of the canon of Star Wars because he's part of the story group and he advises people on canon. What does he talk about? These like, you know, writers come and they ask me questions and I do research for them and give them answers. And sometimes people, you know, bounce ideas off of me. But then this guy, this guy was like demanding like, well, if you aren't in charge of the, the Star Wars gore and we shouldn't be yelling at you, then, then tell us who is in charge. And Paul was basically like, well, first of all, it's not how it works. There's not, you know, one fucking person in charge of every single bit of Star Wars story. And also, why would I point you people in their direction, even if there was? Just so you can yell at them? Why are people fucking weird? I don't know. The people are fucking awful. Why do people sit there and, like, waste their time yelling at people on social media like i i don't get it i don't want to get it and i don't get the point just people are stupid end of discussion yeah but i still like king tom oh yeah i I love king tom i was listening to the sith list and uh i didn't finish it but king tom's on so you know it's a good week when king tom has infiltrated all your podcasts yeah well you know tune in to Candabite dispatch 101 when he's my new co-host emily just because he bribed you with money and i heard this on this list too does not mean that he is an actual co-host i have some plans for episode 100 that i am going to prove to you that i am a qualified host of my own podcast oh jesus i'm gonna i'm really gonna regret this aren't i i'm gonna be so annoyed I'm already annoyed just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, speaking of, yeah, we're we're almost at episode 100. So, um, this will come out on Friday, and then we record Sunday, Sometime. probably like Sunday evening. So, send us email, send us voice messages, cantabitepod at gmail.com. Or just... Can you just tell us that you like us yeah. and that you're proud of yeah. us? Basically that. I think I need that like self-assurance that I'm like I'm doing a good job yeah because I've been doing this for a hundred weeks and we're gonna do <laughs> we're gonna do bed watch at least on um Krennic and possibly other people 
we'll see if we have any particularly spectacular suggestions. Uh, so if you have any like special ideas that we might find particularly amusing, again, cantobitepod at gmail.com. But, okay, back to some Star Wars news. Galaxy's Edge tidbits, which is all there is, because again, there's no Star Wars news. But uh, apparently they can't keep anything in stock in Galaxy's Edge. And that includes things like kyber crystals or droid parts. Like, there's just some of the, like, if you're spending, like, $200 to make a droid, sorry, there's some parts they just don't have and you can't use them. Yeah, Disney's always been terrible with uh, their merchandise. Not a good look. Also not a good look. Do you see that fight that happened at Toontown yesterday? I just saw the headline. I didn't actually see any of the footage. Oh, my God. It took almost five minutes for security to come and break up that fight. Oh, that's bad. You should have seen it. Like, I'm I'm not going to go into detail because, I mean, I respect, like, the privacy of, like, the people. But uh, it was just it was just bad. Just children around different, you know, genders hitting each other. Like, it was really sad. And, you know, it was in the middle of Toontown. Where people take, you know, mostly their toddlers because there's not really much to do in Toontown for adults. Like, that's just for the kids. So when you're with your kids and see this big blown out fight going on, like, it's really scary. and could be really traumatic for a child. So I'm very sad for the people who were there yesterday and had to experience that. But the, you, the videos on YouTube, if anyone is, like, curious, just look up Disneyland fight. I don't know, but I I don't condone violence. It's just, it's really sad. But anyways, Disney sucks at merchandise sometimes. Like, they don't know if something's going to be popular or when they should start restocking something. Like, it's really shitty. Like, I was talking to some employees the other day because I really wanted that shoulder pork, which is online, only available online. I went the other day and of course it wasn't there but they really don't know like they had the shoulder groots and they were out of those for like six months like they they really have no idea how certain merchandise is gonna gonna do hmm well i mean i hope I hope this doesn't affect anyone's experiences at Galaxy's Edge. I mean, like, there are some people that are waiting until their annual passes are starting to work again. And I would really hate if something happened where, like, you know, they're waiting all summer to go to this, you know, droid building and, like, the parts that they wanted aren't there. You know, and I don't want people to feel like they have to spend more money to do, you know, an experience that already costs so much money. Like, that's a really shitty thing to put on someone. Like, I should have done this. Like, no, you shouldn't have. Like... You have an annual pass for a reason. You go to a place. You should be able to do all the things without there being a problem. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the only other thing is uh, Disney World Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it's opening on the 29th of August. And apparently they've just hired 1,700 people. They're um, like... They said, like, 60% of that was, you know, people who already work for Disney in some capacity who are transferring in. But, like, 40% of that is new hires, which is substantial. It's probably a bunch of young people because Disney World, also Disneyland, but 
they have the college internship program where you are in college and you could work for Disney for up to six months to a year. You can do multiple programs. And that's probably how they're getting a lot of, you know, the people is they're getting these very enthusiastic young people. Because from experience, I know that most people who do the programs are very into Disney, very passionate about Disney and would do anything to be on the property. So I'm happy that possibly all these college kids are going to be in Galaxy's Edge because they can act their little butts off in the best way possible and, you know, making other people happy and themselves happy by being in the happiest place on earth. So cheers to them. That's awesome. Yeah, it just it's sort of like it's it's sort of a startling number to see. And obviously, you know, that's including things like people like it's not like that's 1700, you know, character people. That's also like restaurant staff and and all of that shit. But it is like, oh, yeah, this is actually a huge fucking thing in the park. Yeah, I wonder what percentage of those people are going to like ride functioning merchandise and the other one's going for like you know the bigger jobs like you know like maintaining the rides you know all that different stuff yeah because i don't know when it comes to that stuff like how do like dedicated to one particular thing like those jobs are but i just feel bad for those you know employees who you know have to you know you meet so many different people at, you know, the parks and and not everyone is nice. Like I hear, you know, all the stories. I mean, my sister used to work for Disney for God's sake. So I would hear, you know, you know, name calling, everything like you name it. It's probably happened to like employees. And I mean, that's for employees for everywhere. But I mean, especially for Galaxy's Edge, like it's going to be busy and like people who are on the go and who are, you know, wanting to do something ruthlessly are going to, not really treat the uh, employees there well. So, I mean, I I wish them the best. And I wish all the employees at Disney and Galaxy's Edge the best because that's a lot. I couldn't imagine doing that. Yeah, be nice to people who work customer service jobs because it really fucking sucks. And it's such like an... It shouldn't be such, like, a hard thing. Like, definitely, like, when I go to Disney and, you know, like, I was talking about the shoulder porgs. Like, I was, you know, asking, like, oh, do you have the shoulder porgs? And, like, these employees are, like, terrified to tell me, no, we don't have them because they're fearing, like, my response to it. And, of course, me, I'm like, no, it's all good. Like, you know, I just, I wanted this for shiggles. And, I, you know, I asked them, I'm like, how's everything been? Like, are you okay? Like, I shouldn't be asking if someone's okay that works there, but. That's how it has to be because people are fucking ruthless. I'm just too nice. (laughs) But. Ah, Well, I hope that we get some more positive Galaxy's Edge news. I'm glad that people are seemingly to stop stealing. I hope no one steals from Disney World's Galaxy's Edge. I'd like to see those forks thriving. Should we do bed watch? Yes. Now, our buddy Dom, Gatsby, Candy Bitch number one, 
jumped the queue a little bit here, but he's Cannabitch number one, and I know has been working on something for our 100th episode, so he gets to jump the queue with his suggestion. That's the, like, one benefit he gets. And his suggestion was a masconada, and I don't even, like, I don't even know where to begin. Okay, um, well, I'll begin by, she seems like a sexually aggressive woman, and I say that in, like, the most positive way possible. Oh, yeah. Like, she gets what she wants, like, she gets that dick, or, like, whatever, (laughs) whatever she wants, she gets. Do you think anything actually happened with her and Chewbacca? Maybe. I mean, I don't really see Chewbacca as, like, a sexually, like, aggressive person or... So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if something happened with them because I feel like the way that she would want things to happen would be, like, really rough. And I don't think that I would see Chewbacca... I don't think necessarily rough. I just think that she's, like... What's the word? very forward and like out front with what she wants so if like there if you know if 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 Han and Chewie have been on you know some smuggling run or whatever and they're at Maz's place like getting drunk and it's late and Han is off I don't know maybe like he and Leia had a fight and he's off being mopey somewhere and, you know, Chewie and, and Miles are just drinking together. You don't you don't think anything happened? You think Chewie would turn that down? No, he wouldn't turn it down. I'm just saying that it'd be very tame. It would be like a... Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't see Chewie being like a... Like, I don't know what Chewie would do if, like, Moss was like, Give me that bookie dick! You know? Like, I don't know. It just... No, I think I think my, I think she takes charge in that situation. Yeah, I mean, there's something wrong with that, at all. Like, props to her. I would say she definitely would have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Both just in terms of she seems like pretty like willing to ask for what she wants, but also she's got a lot of a lot of time. Uh, and then, you know, she's lived for a while, so she's had time to, to accumulate a lot of knowledge. Also, probably has a lot of interesting gadgets. That is what we'll call them. Do you think that she has a, a room where are these gadgets? Like, is there like a a space of? I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily a whole room, but I would I would think there is like a sex gadget, like wardrobe maybe, maybe like a cupboard. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing: is think of like even just on Earth the wide variety of sexual implements you can buy. And those are all directed at humans. So if you think of 
a whole galaxy, which like tons of different aliens who all are, have different anatomy and different like cultures. And there's all sorts of different like shit going on. Plus the difference in technology because it's Star Wars. And she is somebody who has been around the galaxy and collected many, many things and probably has some like not so legal things as well. And maybe even like things of her own design. Mm-hmm. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, that's sort of like she has lots of lots of fun things to experiment with. And I think she would want you to have a good time. I'm just thinking of like the assortment of like different like species dildos that she probably has. Oh my god. Yeah. Like that can be like a whole a whole like walk-in closet full of different dicks. <laughs> like she can just wake up in the morning and be like what dick do I want today? She spins a wheel, flips a coin, like yeah, like do you want is is it like a wookie dick day? Is it a Grimorian dick day? Like there's there's so many so many options. How would human dick compare to like different species dick? Like do you think that like we are the superior fuckers? Oh like no way! Like I'm not saying we're like at the bottom of the fucking table or whatever, but there's got to be some much more interesting shit going on. Yeah, I guess. I mean. It's such a big galaxy. Like, that's just, like, crazy to think about. Like, definitely, like, settling down and, like, marrying in the Star Wars galaxy is, like, probably a lot. You know, especially for, like, a woman. Because it's, like, there's so many different people you could be with. And, you know, like, are you sure you want to settle down with, like, you know? Like, they do the whole joke of bachelorette parties, like, same dick forever. But, like... How do you know that you, like, don't like a, a wookie dick or something? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kidding, of course. Like, but you never know. Would you have sex with a wookie? I don't think so. It's too much hair. Because, okay, I got to say this. Chris Fresh, who, like I said, not a monster, totally delight. Also, Tweety was asking if we'd ever do bestiality. No, he didn't, like, he wasn't suggesting that we do. It wasn't like, I don't think he was angling for us to do that. And and by the way, I mean, in Bedwatch, not, like, whether we would actually do it in real life. But, um, no, we're not going to talk about Rancor sex. Sapient beings. People. Chewie is a person. People. We're doing people. Not animals. Yeah. I'm trying to think what other... Let's see, there's the Twi'leks. There's just so... So many. Not droids. Oh, people are definitely having sex with droids. I don't think I would. I mean, I need that. I need that, like, a personal affection. Like, I'm very needy. I'm a very needy woman, Emily. (laughs) 
Would you have sex with a droid? There's a... I don't know. There's, like, a weird thing whether... Whether or not droids can consent. Nah, that can get a little tricky. I mean, because it depends whether, like... I guess it depends whether they have, like, chips where they have to follow all their orders or not. If they're, like, an independent droid who can decide for themselves whether they want to have sex with you or not, maybe. And that's just because Star Wars is very weird and never has quite decided how much droids are, you know, droids. Because some of the droids are very much just, like, brainless little robot guys, but, like, C-3PO is basically a person. And, I mean, L3 was a person to the point, like, where she wanted, like, droid freedom, which makes what happened to her all the more horrific. But, yeah, there's definitely, I don't know, that's, that's that's a question I'm not sure on. Okay. Yeah, we can we, we can skip that for now. And, you know, back to the Chewbacca thing. Like, I've seen this debate for, like, the longest time about, like, what Chewbacca's dick looks like. And, like, just whatever it wants to look like. I don't know. Whatever like, I, it wants to look like. I don't think it shapeshifts. <laughs> I, I, there's a possibility. No, what are the, the what are the fucking shapeshifter aliens called? Fuck. <sighs> Let me look it up. Changelings. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that, that reminds I me. I thought there was like an actual name for the species and not just something they ripped off of, you know. Yeah. Okay. Oh god, that reminds me of um we were in Chicago, and I, I think I was waiting on an Uber with, like, Justin and Rashad from Wilcom and, like, some other people. And, yeah, we were waiting for our Uber, and we're like, where is he? And then one of the guys was like, I think she's a girl. And I'm like, he's, or I said that line from Taco Codes, the words, like, he is a she, and she is a changeling. And I just remember it being so funny. And now telling that joke, I can tell how not funny it is, because, number one, you do not like the prequels, and number two, I don't even know the last time you watched the the attack of the clones um when was attack of the clones no i was gonna say when was attack of the clones in theaters but that's not true because i watched it with a commentary on a podcast that i listened to like four years ago maybe we we hate movies that that long ago i don't know i i hear this thing i'm i'm very bad at um time hmm. that's one thing i'm like strangely good at like I remember like times and like dates oh no wait they didn't do they didn't do attack the clones as a commentary they just did that as an episode they did um revenge of the sith as a commentary so it's been a long ass time since I watched attack the clones I can't watch revenge of the sith like I don't know why like that used to be my favorite star wars movie but I just I can't watch it anymore I think it's because it made me really sad like it was really traumatic for me as a child Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else about Maz. Like, I just think that she's very straightforward, and I think she's, like, a very... I think she'd be fun. 
I think oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you definitely have a good time. Should make sure that you had a good time. Yeah, man, she doesn't she doesn't mess around. Like she gets what she wants and she has a good time, you know. She yeah. makes sure that everyone's having a good time and that, you know, she gets what she wants, which is dick. She gets all the dick. Good for her. Okay. Lay it on me, Emily. Or lay it on the lay it on the viewers. The listeners. Our okay. friends, our family. Here's our lovers. <laughs> okay. So we're now going to talk about um, Spider-Man Far From Home. So if you haven't seen it yet and you're planning on seeing it, then turn off the podcast now and we'll talk to you guys next week. Spoiler, 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 if you're still here and you get spoiled, it's your own damn fault. So. Bye. So. When was it? Thursday. Sorry, Tuesday. Tuesday night. It's like... I don't know, like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, it's okay. Tuesday, 10.46 p.m. I'm just hanging out in bed. I'm probably watching something on Netflix. I just get this text message. And it says, hey, you should see Spider-Man. And my immediate thought and my immediate response is, oh, so Mendo's in it. Which you desperately tried to backtrack from. But yeah, I did because I I care about you and you're my friend and I didn't think at that second that me telling you to go see a movie meant that a certain person was in you it. Telling, you texted me. I, I assume this is right after you saw the movie? Like, uh, I think I was still in the movie. Yeah. You texted like, me. I was literally yeah. you texted still me. looking at you him. You texting me at 11.45, uh, at 10.45 at night. To tell me that I need to see Spider-Man. Absolutely, I immediately thought that. And then you tried to backtrack it and be like, no, it's because Mysterio is hot. First of all, no, he's not. Yeah, he is. Jake Gyllenhaal's a beautiful man. He's he's pretty in a way that I don't find attractive at all. Is he, like, too pretty for you? It's just the wrong kind of pretty. Like, he's, like, bland pretty. Like, I don't think he's, I don't find him interesting in the slightest. I only find him interesting also because a whole album was created about him by Taylor Swift. So he's very intriguing to me. Like, I want to know all about Jake Gyllenhaal because because of him, my favorite, one of my favorite albums of all time was created. Okay. Yeah. Is that album about, like, what a jackass he is? Well, the rumor is that I guess he was Taylor Swift's, like, first lover. And he kind of fucked her over pretty bad. Like, he didn't show up to her 21st birthday party. How old would he have been on Taylor Swift's 21st birthday? 31 or 32. Uh, okay. Uh, not great, dude. No. But, no, I'm, okay, I give him props, though, because usually dudes are, like, big assholes about how they're portrayed in Taylor's music. And he was one of the people to be like, that was beautiful. This is a great album. And some of Taylor's most raw thoughts are in red. You know, like there's this song called All Too Well. And it's basically, you know, just their whole relationship. Like you can feel it. You can feel her pain. You know, just imagining, you know, writing a song about how you literally gave someone like 
everything and they just ripped it up like paper like fuck that's deep but anyways back to how i ruined your life (laughs) here's the thing is mostly i don't actually give a shit it just like i i thought it was i thought it was kind of hilarious and i was a little bit pissed because it would have been cool to be sitting in the theater and then suddenly hey there's talos but um you weren't gonna go see spider-man um, were you yeah i actually was because a friend had asked me if i wanted to go <gasps> who so did a friend of mine asked me if i wanted to go and i'm like yeah probably shit well that's my judgment because i did not think at all that you were going to see spider-man that's actually also, why i texted told, you you were telling me that i should go see it but i didn't tell you anything it was so funny because i was talking to a rosh last night newly the the new father asks me like how'd you spoil spider-man for emily and i told him i told him yeah i I accidentally hinted that mendo was in it and he's like really that's it and i'm like yeah that's it well no the funny thing well because um uh our our good friend katherine yeah she was dm me dm me and she's like i've been i've been like i really like i was really wanted to talk to you about this and i'm like and I told her what had happened. She's like, yeah, that's why I didn't that's why I didn't say a single thing about the movie to you because I knew you'd knew, like figure out what it meant. It was a lack of judgment on my part. I should have known that after texting you that that would have been a hint. I didn't like I I think I was just excited to be like, oh, there he is. There's Mendo because. Yeah, I fucked up. I mean, like, it, it was so, it was awful because, like, I, I remember sitting in that Denny's afterwards being like, I fucked everything up. <laughs> well, it's because you weren't, you didn't text me to say, hey, Spider-Man's really good. I just said, you should go see Spider-Man. You should go but- see Spider-Man. And then immediately I'm like, well, there's only one reason to be telling me that. But this is a perfect time to touch on something called communication so you you said earlier that you were actually kind of mad and like i i texted you you know like i i'm sorry and you said it's fine when i know 95 percent that it's not fine and i said no it's not you're allowed to tell me it's not okay like well, i do this well, with carlos <laughs> like i'm like you're allowed to tell me i'm being a psycho asshole <laughs> like, it's fine like in the scheme of things like it's fine in that like i know it's not like it's not a huge deal that's why i would always say it's fine it's like look like at the end of the day whatever yeah but still you're allowed to say you know what that was pretty annoying but it's all good like i would have been like great that's great you know i want you to tell me what you're feeling i am big on feelings I am just one big cloud of feelings that doesn't know when to fucking stop. So I want to know how you're feeling. What? Do you want me to be like, hey, go fuck yourself? You ruined Spider-Man for me? Yes. I want you to be honest with me. Because I do, then- hate, I do hate spoilers. I really fucking hate spoilers. I know. That's that's why I felt really bad. I'm like, I fucked everything up. Like, first split second, I'm like, there goes my fucking podcast. She's really going to find a new fucking co-host now. I ruined everything. I ruined Christmas. I told Emily that Santa's not real. <laughs> but no, I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking. Like, I was caught up in my excitement, my you know i do this terrible thing where i think or i don't think before i speak i've done that since i was like five and i'm 24 and i'm gonna do it till i'm 80 but 
Yeah, I, I fucked up, but I, at least I can say it. You know, I could deny it and be like, no, I didn't fuck up, but I did. But also you looked up the ending of the movie. Well, I looked it up because I'm like, well, now I got to figure out how Mendo's in it. No, that's that's where you could have been like, it's time to stop, Emily. It's time well, to no, just Well, no, because at that point I knew Mendo was in it. Oh, Emily. <sighs> I would have done the same thing, too. Because otherwise I'm sitting there the entire movie going, where the fuck's Mendo? Yeah, but sometimes when that happens with me, like, I just totally forget it. Like, I was... Do you think I was going to cos- forget that? Maybe. Fucking Cosmopolitan, like, spoils everything for me. Like, I cannot watch... Or I cannot go on Cosmo until, like, I've watched all my shows because it spoiled... Yeah, don't read Cosmopolitan if you don't want Big Lolli spoilers, Game of Thrones spoilers, fucking, uh... Stranger Things spoilers. Don't do it. But yeah. Also, don't talk to me if you don't want spoilers. Just everyone, just stop talking to me. Or apparently Unfollow block her me. on text messages so she can't just send them to you randomly. God damn it. Well, at least I know not to do this next time. But I mean, yeah, that's why I felt really bad because, you know, you said that, you know, would have been a nice surprise and it would have been. And I I messed that up and I feel bad because I was really surprised and imagining your surprise to it. Yeah, I I told you Santa wasn't real when you were like the biggest Santa Claus fan. So I'm really sorry. Anyway, I'm just saying King Tom wouldn't have spoiled it for me. You know, King Tom could have done something else like. He could have... No, I can't even think of anything King Tom would have done other than nice things. He's such a nice dude. Hope to hear from him on episode 100. I hope to hear from everyone from episode 100. I just want to know that people listen to us. Oh, God, I know. I'm so <laughs> needy. I am too. And at least I can admit it, like, that we're both very... Or me personally, like, I'm needy. And, like, I need someone to tell me if I'm doing... Like, even if we're doing a really shitty job, like, can you just, like, let us know? Because, like, we're at the point already what? where no. we haven't... No, no, Just tell me. Like, I haven't heard any, like, negative criticism other than that I yawn too much sometimes. And I forget what else I do. I think sometimes, like, I do the thing where it's, like, I'm talking really into the mic. And then now I'm not talking into the mic. You know? So just... I don't know what I'm asking. Just please say something to me on episode 100. <laughs> uh, is that it? Um, Yeah. Sick. Br- Brittany, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet on Twitter as Canto Brit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. What about you, Emily Lind? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CantobitePod. You can send us emails, which we really want for episode 100. Like we said a billion times, yes, we are needy and begging. And that is CantobitePod at gmail.com. Awesome. Can't wait to hear you all react to episode 100 and 99. And I really want to know what Dom made for us. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. You know, I I can see how, like, you know, you could be, like, you know, because that at Steel Show, when he had, like, the, (laughs) he's my dude. I, it was so embarrassing. Because I'm sitting up there next to Chris, who I do not know. 
I'm already, he's already going to be reading, I mean, fucking terrible erotica that I wrote. And again, I do not know him. I've never interacted with him before. And now I'm sitting on the couch <laughs> where this fucking clip of me plays. Oh my God. Fuck you, Steel and Dom. Hi, Steel. I enjoyed the picture you posted with Carlos the other day. I'm literally like waving. Like I'm like fucking waving to Steel right now. And like I'm literally just looking at audacity, looking at all these lines. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? All right. Thanks everyone for listening to episode 99. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a ghetto bitch. Brittany the Jinch and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, ghetto bitch number one.